Welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast, presented by the News Press and Naples Daily News. We'll get you ready for the top high school football games in Lee and Collier counties each week with our analysis and predictions. Here are your hosts, the News Press's Adam Regan and the Naples Daily News's Adam Fisher. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inside Southwest Florida Football, the podcast where we get you prepared for the upcoming high school football games as well as the games from weeks past. I am Adam Fisher, your football expert from the Naples Daily News, and I'm sitting across the table from my best friend in the entire world, Adam Regan, the football expert from the Fort Myers News Press. Adam Regan, how are you feeling? I'm good. We've known each other for... Maybe four years or so, but we've never hung out outside Listen, of guys, work. if you want to get to become best friends with someone you barely know, start doing a podcast with them. And my goodness, it brings you so close together. I feel like we are one. We are one Adam right now and just covering high school football like crazy. And it's been fantastic. And I know you love it too, correct? At some point, we need to hang out, though. All right, we'll do that. I'm a little busy. I don't, I don't know if I can watch your kids, though. I, I, we, I we'll know. have to find somebody. That's what we'll have to do. Well, let's get into it. It's episode seven, week six. It is the sixth week of the high school football regular season. The exact midpoint, we've had five games till now. We have five games after this. And right now, we have five undefeated teams left in Southwest Florida. We've got Riverdale. We've got Cape Coral, Lehigh, St. John Newman, Golden Gate. All of them do not have a loss this season. Adam, what pops out first? Who do you think the, the best of those undefeateds is? Well, Riverdale is the best of okay, those undefeated teams. They haven't shown any flaws this season. They've been dominant in every facet of the game. They can run. They can throw the ball when they need to. They play great defense, and they're great on special teams. Like I said last week, I don't really see them losing a game this regular season, and so that'll mean they'll win a district title. And depending on their playoff seeding, I think they'll win a playoff game. We'll talk about that a little later. Who do you think the second best team is? Second best, I guess. Um, I'm going to go with Golden Gate, although I do think St. John Newman is good. Um, it's comparative. You know, St. John Newman is probably better in their classification than Golden Gate is in their district. Golden Gate's in a tough district. Um, I will tell you, I do want to talk to you and get your thoughts on Cape Coral because they've been the surprise for me. You've got actually two surprise teams here in, in um, Lee County, Cape Coral and Lehigh. Lehigh at 3-0, and Cape Coral at 4-0. and I didn't really expect either of them to be great this year. I thought they'd be decent and better, but but not great. I think the jury's still out on Cape Coral, and a lot of people probably won't like that I said that because they're 4-0. They think that I disrespect them every week <laughs> in the power rankings. But the three teams they beat before they went to Port Charlotte and won two weeks ago, were I mean, haven't been that good this season. So those three wins aren't weren't that impressive to me. Going to Port Charlotte and beating Port Charlotte, despite – giving up 22 unanswered in the second half and almost going to overtime. That's an impressive win. So I'd like to see what Cape Coral has when they actually face a good team. They play Ida Baker this week, and then I think they play Lehigh the week after I, that. I was just about to point that out. October 5th, they're at Lehigh. So one of those teams going to have a loss here coming up soon. That's going to be a good one. Another um, team that faces a tough test this week, St. John Newman goes to a team that just took its first loss. Uh, St. John Newman goes to LaBelle. That's a big step up in classification. Um, Newman's a 2A team. LaBelle is a 4A. you got to go out to LaBelle. That's a long journey for the Celtics. And they're, and they're pretty PO'd right now yeah, after losing a, that rivalry game to a tough loss. Bishop Rowe at home. 
Yeah, but but Newman, we kind of expected this just because they do play in that smaller classification. Maybe the teams they're playing aren't as great. They had most of their team from from last year back, but they're they're doing really well. Golden Gate again, uh, a team that's done what they're, they're supposed to do. They've won the. They haven't played a lot of great teams, but they've won the games they're supposed well, to win. But then they have a, a tough opponent this week. That's right. And they play Baron Collier this week, who's been excellent this season. I mean. They only lost one game to Superior Collegiate, and that was after they gave up, what, a two-touchdown lead right. and ended up losing by one. That's going to be a tough game for Golden Gate. And then you have Lehigh, who also has a tough opponent this week, in Fort Myers, yep. who lost to Charlotte last week uh, for their first loss of the season. So that's always an interesting game. Do you want to move on to the winless teams? Well, yeah, I'll just say, as you mentioned, you could see three of these five undefeated teams taking a loss this week just because it is a tougher schedule. But let's look at the other side of the coin now. We do have a handful of teams that have not won a game this year in Gateway, East Lee County, Island Coast, South Fort Myers, Immokalee, Marco Island, and Laley. And here's the question. Who will win a game? Who's the first team to, to get in the win column of these winless teams? Well, I did more research than I probably should have done on <laughs> winless teams, but I looked at their schedules, and the one that jumps out to to me is Immokalee. They are 0-5. They've played a very good schedule, but they play Cypress Lake this week at home, and Cypress is a good team this year, but are they good enough to go into Immokalee and come away with a win? I'm not sure. And then the other one that jumps out at me is South Fort Myers, but they have a bye this week. So if Immokalee beats Cypress, you know, they're going to be the first team to get a win. But if Cypress knocks off Immokalee, you've got South Fort Myers facing a winless East Lee County team that's only scored seven points this season. I think that's a definite win for South. And that's in two weeks. That's October 5th. Yes. South Fort Myers on a bye. So, yeah, in two weeks, East Lee County is playing South Fort Myers. So one of them is going to get a win. I think you're right about Immokalee. Um, uh, we'll talk about them later, but they definitely have the talent. It's just uh, I don't know if they have the bodies right now. They only dressed 27 people against Naples. That's tough. That's Friday. tough. Yeah, that's very tough. I'll tell you who's not who it's not going to be. It's not going to be Island Coast. Listen to this schedule that they have to play the next three weeks. Charlotte. Tough. Loss. Riverdale. Very tough. Loss. And uh, undefeated Cape Coral at the moment. Jeez. <laughs> Lost. It's a gauntlet for the uh, for the Gators. The, uh, the Gators, they're not really going to have a shot to win a game until the last two weeks of the season when they play Ida Baker, and then they play East Lee County. So, you know, they, they could end their season on, on a high note. Gateway, they've got Berean Christian this week. Who knows? Maybe that's a coin flip game. Maybe Gateway sneaks in there and gets it. Marco plays Keswick, which is down here all the time, it seems, yeah. and getting rolled by our local teams. But, again, I don't think Marco has the horses. Laley, they play Dunbar this week, and then Naples yeah. the next week. Not going to get a win out of those. Yeah, so a lot of these teams might be looking at a few uh, L's in a row there. Let's touch on real quick, if you guys haven't seen, the FHSA released their first playoff points standings of the season on Tuesday. And if you want to see those, go to NaplesNews.com slash PrepZone, as well as News dash press slash sports first off let's say these are going to change a whole lot um these oh yeah these, these mean absolutely nothing right now it's just it's actually just fodder for people who have podcasts right. <laughs> gives us something to talk about so let me catch you up if, if you don't remember last year fhsaa went to a, a playoff point system district champions get automatic berths into the playoffs and then the uh, wild card berths are decided by playoff points teams get points based on wins and losses and strength of schedule. And the reason these are going to change so much, because it doesn't depend just on if you win or lose, but how your opponents do. 
So let's say Baron Collier beat a team that's, or let's say Golden Gate beats Baron Collier, who's 5-0. and Golden Gate gets a lot of playoff points. But if Baron Collier goes and loses its next four games and finishes 5-5, five and five, that win against Baron Collier for Golden Gate is not as worth as many points as it was. So a lot, a lot of math going up I and believe down there's here. some bonus points involved because Baron Collier made the playoffs last That's year. That's true. You get bonus points for playing a team that um, made the playoffs in the past two years or something like that. So um, as of now, I think, what is it, like 10 teams in southwest Florida or in um, – yeah, in Southwest Florida, are are in the playoffs right now. Uh, the most obviously in that six A region three, which is made up mostly of all Southwest Florida teams: Naples, Cape Coral, Lehigh, Fort Myers, Charlotte, Baron Collier, Golden Gate are all in there. Um, I don't know. Is there anything that you want to touch on as in the you look in, at the, them? in the six A region? In, in any of them? It's funny considering I just I just talked about Cape Coral and how they've played a soft schedule so far. Well, I mean that soft schedule has got them number three right. in that region, ahead of Lehigh, ahead of Fort Myers, not ahead of Naples. But then you got Baron Collier and Golden Gate at the bottom, and then you have North Fort Myers looming. If North Fort Myers right. can go on a little bit of a tear here, you know I think that they're going to make some noise in this region. You want to talk about seven A a little bit? I mean, we've we've got three teams in that seven A region. So three. first off, that seven A region is very very tough. We've talked about that all year. How how whoever gets out of it in our seven A district is going to have to play Braden River or Venice or one of those. It's it's all about teams. the draw in that first right. round. So we're gonna you're gonna have to play Braden River or Venice at some point. Right. And what struck me about this is Riverdale is undefeated, 5-0. and They're ninth in the playoff standings. They're, they would be out of the playoffs right now. South Fort Myers is 0-5, hasn't won a game, and they're 14th out of 21 teams. Like That's, that's crazy to me. What, what you'd have to remember about this is either Riverdale, Gulf Coast, or South Fort Myers is going to win a district right. championship, and they're going to get the automatic berth. Same thing happened last year with South Fort Myers. I believe that they were 500 or a game over – or a game below 500 last season, and they were maybe 12th in the playoff standings. But, yeah, they got the automatic bid because they won the district championship. But they ended up having to play one of those powerhouse teams, and it just it really didn't matter. The key for Riverdale is they just have to keep winning. They, they have to improve their playoff seating to avoid playing a Braden River or Venice. Or I would even throw – Bradenton Palmetto in there. They're a very yeah. good team. That district is really, really tough every well, year. And l- let's tell you, if, if you do win a district championship, you get the automatic bid, but you get a home game, you automatically get one of the top four seeds in the region. So hopefully you get a high seed and you're playing a lower team. Um, going down the list in 5A, you've got Cypress Lake and, and Immokalee are in the top eight of the standings. 4A, I think, is interesting. LaBelle at number two, Bishop Vero at number three in their region, even though Bishop Vero just beat LaBelle last week. And then, again... This is all about avoiding Coco. Coco is going to win that region. It's just a matter of when you're going to play them. Bishop Vero in the old system had played Coco. They just went there every single year, and it obviously it didn't turn out well. It'd just be really nice if either or both uh, Bishop Vero and LaBelle don't have to play Coco because I think Avon Park's another tough opponent. But I think Vero and LaBelle see Avon Park on a regular basis where they could contend. It would be nice to see one of these teams win a playoff game. Yeah, and in these lower classes, 1A through 4A, six teams make the playoffs. So the top two uh, get buys in the first round. Right now, LaBelle's number two in line for a bye in 2A Region 4. St. John Newman's number two. And again, that's important because you want to avoid champion, not Catholic, defending state champion. So we'll talk about this more as it goes on. Again, they're going to change a whole lot. But for right now, let's take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to look ahead to this Friday's games. Come on back.
Keep up with the action every week by following our live Friday night scoreboard at NaplesNews.com, News-Press.com, and by downloading the Naples Daily News and the News Press apps onto your mobile devices. And welcome back to Inside Southwest Florida Football, where the News Press and Naples Daily News break down all of the games during the week. Maybe not all of them, but most of them. I'm Adam Regan of the News Press, joined by Adam Fisher of the Naples Daily News. And let's get right into it, Adam. Lee County game, big game this week. Lehigh at Fort Myers. What hits you right away about this game? Well, what hits me the most is what are we going to see from Lehigh? We, we kind of know what Fort Myers is. They lost last week to Port, or, uh, Charlotte, very good Charlotte team. Lost at home, so they're going to be upset about that. Uh, Lehigh not real sure about because they've had two kind of eh wins and one on the road where I don't think we really know much about it. You know, I just saw they, they had posted some stats. But, um, yeah, not, not really sure what to make of Lehigh just yet. Um, Fort Myers, I think we know what we're going to get. So, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I will say this about Lehigh before I get into Fort Myers. That win over Dunbar, it might have been an eh, not an impressive win, but to them it was. They, they've they always fallen short against Dunbar. That's their rival. This is the game they've needed in past seasons to jumpstart them, and I think that they're a pretty good team. With Fort Myers, the loss against Charlotte was just – it was tough to really react to because – Fort Myers got up to a 14 to nothing lead and then turnovers. The turn the turnover bug is back mm. at Fort Myers. The same thing happened to them last year. You know, they were just turning the ball over, turning the ball over and it and against Charlotte that's going to cost you. Charlotte is a really good team, very impressive. Fort Myers had a shot after they blew the two touchdown lead to get back into the game. They made it close. They threw a pick in the end zone down 28-20 at the end of the game to seal it. What really bothered me about the defensive effort for Fort Myers was Charlotte was able to engineer a nine-minute drive in the third quarter, scoring drive in the third quarter, took up almost all of the third quarter, and really, really killed any any kind of momentum Fort Myers had. It's just you're going to have to get off the field at some point if you're the defense. This is a young defense, some key players and key spots, but if you're going to be a contending team in that region – where you're going to probably have to see Charlotte again, you're going to have to see Naples, yep. you're going to have to get off the field. That's correct. And let's move on. And I want to point out, this is a big week because it's district week. All these games we're talking about are big, big-time district matchups. And, again, that's important because you win your district, you get into the playoffs, no matter where you are in the point standings. Another big game I'm looking forward to, Port Charlotte at North Fort Myers in that 6A District 10 region. North Fort Myers is already 1-0 and in the district. That's a big district, six teams. And Port Charlotte is 0-1. Uh, what do you think? Is North going to go to 2-0? This is where North really shows where they're about. We, I was impressed with them and their losses to Riverdale and North Fort Myers. I have them ranked ahead of Cape Coral in my power rankings for that very reason. Cape beat Port Charlotte. So let's see if North Fort Myers can do it too. To Because I think if North Fort Myers loses to Port Charlotte, I'm going to have to end up ranking uh, undefeated Cape Coral ahead of them and kind of give them the respect they're due. But I've been impressed with the offensive line of North Fort Myers. It should be a very interesting game, and it's at home for North. Next, we're going to move on to a Lee County, Collier County showdown. Cypress Lake at Immokalee, district game. Does Immokalee get their first win? 
And I think, uh, again, a district showdown in Class 5A, District 12, and this is a district that you and I are just kind of, we don't know what to make of it because the two top powers, Dunbar and Immokalee, are winless, or Dunbar might have one win now. Over Immokalee. That's right. Um, And then you got up-and-coming Cypress Lake, up-and-coming Mariner. Um, So it'll be interesting to see, like you said, is Cypress Lake for real this year? Can they go into Gary Bates Stadium in Immokalee? And Immokalee's going to be fired up. Um, They showed some... Some moxie, if you will. I'm not 50 years old. I, I promise. Love, I, I don't. Lo- no, I love that word. I'm not 50 years old. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that word before. But they looked pretty good against Naples. They held a lead after the first quarter. They just they don't have enough guys. They get worn down against a team like Naples. That's tough. I think maybe they have a better chance against Cypress Lake, especially playing at home. Um, and again, Cypress Lake's got a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove they're for real. They want they want to show they can win a district championship. It's going to be a very very hard fought battle. I talked to Richie Road. At the Fort Myers game last week, he was on by and there, and he was all—he's a former Fort Myers coach, so it was a, you know, a Hall of Fame induction, and one of his guys who he had coached was getting inducted into Fort Myers Hall of Fame. But point is, I talked to him and I said, "Hey, which would you prefer? Would you prefer an angry Immokalee team that you know just got boat raced by Naples, or a victorious Immokalee team that you know?" upset Naples for their first win of the season and he was like it's hard to decide you gotta yeah. I mean he's they're gonna be tough either way you gotta go into Immokalee that's that's the key right there playing yeah. at Immokalee if it was at Cyprus and, and you have a worn down Immokalee team who had played 27 guys last week I think it might be a different story there but I don't think that Cypress Lake can execute enough to beat Immokalee at Immokalee and I don't know much about Cyprus uh, Lake's defense, but Immokalee, they can't run the ball great, but they still got R.J. Rosales, and he looked good against Naples. He was whipping it around real well. Let's move down to Collier County, a game that I'm looking forward to, a game that I'm going to be covering. Baron Collier at Golden Gate. These teams are combined 9-1. and Golden Gate 5-0 and for the first time in school history. Baron Collier 4-1, and and they scored 58 points last week against Mariner. Um, I think it's going to be a very good one, and I think Baron Collier on the road might be the favorite. I agree with you on that one. They just haven't stopped scoring this yeah. season. You had Drew Powell had 200 yards last week again. That was his, that's his second 200-yard game of the second season. Second in three weeks, yeah. And Grimes, the quarterback, is having a great season. Yeah, they got. I think you have to make Baron Collier the favorite. And that's weird saying an undefeated team at home is the underdog. Yeah. Golden Gate might have their quarterback back in Ryan Magel. Um, they obviously have Javinsley Bazil. And Baron Collier last week, they ran for 434 yards. And the week before that, they threw for 300 yards. So very well gonna. You don't know what they're going to no, do. No, and that's the Mark Jackson offense. Mark Jackson's teams are always fun to watch, always enjoyable. Um, another Lee County, Collier County showdown in Class 5A District 12. Dunbar at Laley. Laley having a rough go of it this season. I guess Dunbar is too. I think Dunbar might have a little more talent here. Well, like we said last week, Dunbar went from hitting the panic button on the season to being the district favorite in that district. I think that their momentum continues this week. Lately, I keep wanting to, I keep wanting to see something from them. Are they going to rise up and win a game? And it's just they've been having so many problems. They go to Sebring and they got beat. They got fifty points dropped on yeah. them. That's tough. And Dunbar, they, again, we say it all the time. They have so much talent. I, I just don't see. Laley being able to upset Dunbar. And if Dunbar can win, they're 2-0 in the district, and they're right back, you know, in, the, in that playoff hunt. And then finally, Naples at Palmetto Ridge, 6A-12 showdown. Uh, 6A-12 has just the four Collier County teams, along with Baron Collier and Golden Gate. 
Palmetto Ridge won last week, but it was against a team in uh, South Fort Myers who's kind of down. Naples won again, scored 48 points, and it looks pretty good. So it's kind of – and let's say, these these Collier teams, Golden Gate, Palmetto Ridge, I mean, most of them have never beaten Naples. Palmetto Ridge has never beaten Naples. So it's going to be an uphill battle. You're going to have trouble beating them again if they're going to be doing what they do on defense, offense, special teams. They score a point almost every single way you could possibly score a point against Immokalee, right? Yeah, um, blocked a field goal, returned a fumble, and then scored on offense and a safety. So uh, very well-rounded. So those are the top games we are looking forward to. When we come back, we're going to talk to a coach from one of those games. Baron Collier coach Mark Jackson sat down with me to break down his team's hot start. We'll be right back. Keep up with the action every week by following our live Friday night scoreboard at naplesnews.com, news-press.com, and by downloading the Naples Daily News and the News Press apps onto your mobile devices. Well, welcome back. This week I had a chance to sit down with Baron Collier coach Mark Jackson. It's his fourth year with the Cougars. Last year they made the playoffs, went 5-5. Five and five. This year they could match that win total with a win this week against Golden Gate, but it's a tough game in a district rivalry. Let's hear what Coach Jackson had to say. Mark, first off, just tell me about this team. Um, four and one. I know you guys were, were excited about this season, but what's what's working for you guys so far, and what's led to this four and one record? I just think all, all the uh, hard work in the off season the kids put in. You know, we started last January, like mo- most programs do. It, it, there's no really an off time, uh, but we had good buy in from from the guys. You know, we, we lifted five days a week at at six fifteen in the morning. Um, took that into a great uh, summer program. Went to summer camp. Got better and better. You know, we focus on every day getting one percent better, and you know, we look try to look at the big picture as opposed to just immediate results. So, you know, that that buy-in has helped. You know, so that's what kind of where we're at right now. Tell me particularly about your offense. You guys are scoring over forty points a game, putting up four hundred yards a game, and it's an offense that you lost your quarterback from last year. Mm-hmm. You lost your top rusher. Now you had some good guys coming back, mm-hmm. but I don't know if anyone around here expected that this offense to be this explosive. What's what's led to that? I, you know, <laughs> believe it or not, we just kept it simple. We're, we're going to be physical up front. We have a good offensive line. We returned uh, three starters up front from last year. Uh, we filled in a couple of pieces and continued to tinker with things. Uh, Drew Powell moved from receiver um, back to running back. We had Jaden coming back as a uh, receiver, and we move him around. We do some things with him, let him run the ball a little bit. and. Uh, we have Luke Hancock out there at receiver. He came back from last year. We just have some good pieces, and we try to be balanced. Um, but it starts with being physical up front. Tell me about this game coming up. Golden Gate has uh, been one of the biggest surprises in the area, 5-0. and And, of course, this district, you've also got Naples, the uh, perennial district champ. Mm-hmm. Palmetto Ridge has been good in the past. Um, just how tough is this district, and how important is this game? I think you look at this game as a district championship game. When we get to those other games, we'll focus on those. But our main focus right now is is Golden Gate. They're off to a great start. They have athletic kids. Uh, Mike has done a great job over there. I've coached over there with him, you know, so I know he cares and loves loves his kids. And um, so I know that we're going to get their very best effort, and hopefully, you know, we give them ours also. Now, tell me about. Um, 
kind of your scheduling philosophy? Because we've talked just how, how tough your schedule is, and last year it paid off. You guys went five and five, but you got in as a wild card because mm-hmm. I think eight of the ten teams you played went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about the scheduling philosophy when you're putting together a schedule and just how tough it is this year. I think you, you look at it, it's like, okay, well, you got to get bonus points, and you get bonus points for teams that have been in the playoffs the last three years. So seven of the ten, ten teams we played this year were in the playoffs. Um, you can't control district games but you can control your, your non-district games and really you can't control a lot of county games because uh, you're going to play your conference and, and your county teams. So those things, so when you look at what else can we add outside of those, you know, you got to go find teams that run the playoffs. you got to find teams that are challenging. You hope that it's a little bit out of your control because you, you're kind of, your points are dictated off of how their schedule is going to end up and how many, you know, how many wins they're going to have. And other than your game, you really can't control that. So you try to find teams that challenge you a little bit, um, and then you get your points, and then just pray they do well the rest <laughs> of the season. I, I always tell the coaches when we call the field, I say, I'm your biggest fan the rest yeah. of the year. Win, win the rest of them because I, I know it helps us in the end. So tell me about this team and just what we can expect. I know coaches don't like to look ahead, but I'm going to ask you to look ahead for me. Just how good can this team be, and specifically – can you guys win a district championship, which obviously that usually means beating Naples High School. Um, so what can we see the next, the, the final five games of the season? I'm, I'm more worried about this afternoon's practice. <laughs> you know, to be honest, is, is, can, we, can we improve from yesterday? And if we continue to do that, we can challenge with anybody. And that's no slight on anyone. Um, Naples has set the bar. You know, and I, I took this job here, and, and we, the first, first thing is that we want to close the gap. And uh, Bill's done such a great job over there. He's been welcoming. You know, he, we, we've talked before. Um, he doesn't give away secrets, but you, you know what you get. And, and, and it's kind of like they set the bar and the standard for how to build a program. So you look at what, what's worked for them. Put your dudes on defense. Be physical up front on offense. Be able to run the football. You know, if we can do those things, we can compete in, in our district. They're going to be a challenge. But, you know, our focus right now is get better today and then get better on Friday night and continue to improve and control the things we can control. Well, competing in that district begins this Friday against undefeated Golden Gate. Coach Jackson, thanks for talking to us, and best of luck. Thank you. Again, thanks to Coach Mark Jackson for sitting down with us. And if you want to follow that game, we will have live updates all night long on Friday at naplesnews.com slash prepzone, as well as video and photos after the game. When we come back, we're going to take some questions from the crowd. After the games each week, go to naplesnews.com, news-press.com, or our apps on your mobile device for photos, videos, and analysis from games throughout Southwest Florida. And welcome back to Inside Southwest Florida Football. I'm Adam Regan of the News Press, and this is Adam Fisher and I's favorite segment, the You Ask a Question on Twitter, and I'm at NP underscore Adam Regan, and you are? I am at NDN underscore Adam. You ask the questions, we answer them, we argue, and uh, we've we've only got one question this week, but I kind of want to do a deep dive into this because it's such a loaded question in Southwest Florida, and it's going to take some people back to, you know, decades ago. So the question is from our friend, God Will Guide Me. I would love to know your real name. That would be great. That would be awesome. Next time we do a question, we can throw in your real name. But and, and a little bit about you. I want to know where you're living, who he, who he he's cheers obviously, for. He's obviously a, a, a Collier guy. Collier guy, right. Yeah. I, 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 unlock the mystery for us, God will guide me. <laughs> but great question this week. What was 
the greatest Southwest Florida football team ever. So I'm assuming he means a certain year. Right. I'm going to give the floor to you who has a couple state champions to talk about and well, a couple of non-state champions. Right. Well, when you ask the question, you know, you go back and start thinking about, you know, teams that won state titles. Obviously, 2001 Naples High School, 2004 Immokalee, and 2007 Naples High School. But I think two of the teams that kind of leap out here, just because they're interesting, are two teams that didn't win a single playoff game between them. 2004 Naples High School was undefeated through the regular season. It was our first undefeated season in 22 years. Um, They were ranked number 16 in the country by USA Today. Now, we see a lot of Florida teams in that USA Today power poll. Not many from southwest Florida. Um, They lost in the first round. We're dealing with some injuries to their quarterback. They lost 28-21 to at home to Sarasota Riverview. Two years later, Immokalee High School goes 10-0 and in the regular season. They outscored opponents 399-36. to They didn't even play a playoff game because the year before uh, they got busted for that scandal where they had some overage players, some guys that came in and no one knew that they were close to 30 years old. Um, and it was a kicker, by the way. So not, not like it was their quarterback. Anyways... So 2006, they were ineligible for the playoffs, and I've had many people in Immokalee tell me they thought that was the best team. Now, part of that was they had a chip on their shoulder because they're playing to show people they are the best team. They go 10-0. That 2006 Immokalee team beat Naples 28 to nothing. That is the only time in the past 20 years that a Bill Kramer team has been shut out. So that team was nasty, especially on defense, led by Brian Roll, who went and played a couple years in the NFL. So that's who jumps out. I mean, obviously, 2007 Naples High School went 15-0, the only undefeated state champion um, in Southwest Florida. So those are four that pop out to me. And there's some other old ones we can talk about later, but but what do you think up here? Well, first, I'm sure Bill Kramer and John Weber would be very, very happy to hear that you just skipped right over their state championships teams to talk about the teams that didn't win state champions. But I've in Lee County, you know, we've never had a state champion. So I had to dig I I didn't have to dig too far because I think this team that I'm gonna bring up right now would have beat every single one of any team that you can put up in front of it, the 1992 Fort Myers Green Wave, who were ranked as high as number six in the USA Today poll, headed by wide receiver Jamie German, who was the USA Today National Offensive Player of the Year. He ended up playing in the NFL. You had first-team All-State nose tackle Keith Drayton, and then you had first-team All-State cornerback Rod Gatson, and then you even had Plies that was on that team. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> yes, that. Wow. He, he was on that team, too. This team uh, went undefeated until they ran into probably, uh, I'm not sure if we have any listeners that you know are St. Thomas Aquinas fans, but this is probably the best St. Thomas Aquinas team you've ever seen. They handily beat Fort Myers in the state semifinal, and that was a real tough loss. But even after so many decades, people still bring up this Fort Myers team and what could have been. And I want to say this about this Fort Myers team. There were only five classifications back then. Oh, wow. So there was everybody was grouped into the same classification. All the good teams were in there. And plus we had less schools in yeah. Lee County at that time. So there was more talent on, on teams like Fort Myers and yeah. more Fort Myers. You, know, you had all the Dunbar, the kids that you know would have gone to Dunbar High School now they're at Fort Myers. So there was a lot of talent on this team. I also want to give a shout-out to the 2010 South Fort Myers team, which yes. I'm sure you remember with Dallas Crawford and Sammy Watkins. That was a team that went to a state semifinal and lost to Miami-Norland. Yeah, Very good team under Grant Redhead. 
And I also want to give an honorable mention to the 1998 Estero Wildcats, coached by yeah. Joe Hampton. They go to a state final. From everything I've heard about that Estero team, it was a very special team. Disappointing that they didn't, didn't win state for you know Lee County's first ever state championship. But very good team, lost in the state final. Yeah, I should mention, as you scolded me for not mentioning them, but 2001 Naples High School team that won the first state championship, uh, they were very good. And again, like you said, there were fewer schools in Collier. Everybody that uh, would have gone to Golden Gate was still at Naples right. High School. So they had six guys on that team, six seniors go power five, um, led by Dwayne Coleman, who went to Clemson. Dwayne Coleman was nasty. I never got to see him, but he ran for 2,800 yards in 14 games. He, well, Dwayne Coleman, yeah. Uh, kid, kid was a beast. Had all the all the gifts. I remember when he him when he was at Clemson. Yeah, uh, he was a pretty special player then too. So yeah, you you needed to give more credit to that Naples team. So that team was uber talented, and 07 was just a really good team. Um, we talked about it then, but they had I think six guys that senior year go play college football, but only one big time Division one, and Jack Swanson at Iowa. So not a ton of individual talent, but I mean individual talent, but not like Power Five guys. But they just played. Really, really well together. Well, that's going to do it for our question segment. Don't forget to send your questions to at NP underscore Adam Regan and at NDN underscore Adam. When we come back, we're going to pick some games. I did really, really well this week, by the way. You did. I mean, I probably should have made up some ground. So when we come back, we'll discuss all of that and maybe Fisher will brag a little bit. For the most in-depth analysis of high school football in Lee and Collier County each week, go to NaplesNews.com and News-Press.com. Follow us on Instagram at NewsPressSports and NDN Prep Zone. On Twitter, NPHS Sports and NDN underscore Prep Zone or download our apps. And welcome back to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Cast. This is our second favorite segment, or Fisher's maybe his favorite It's going to be that way. We're going to pick 10 games. Uh, we've been keeping our records all season long. I went 8-2 and two last week. Oh, congrats, I, I, dude. That's I'm feeling, really good. I'm feeling very, very good about myself. I'm now 31-19 and 19 on the season. The only problem was... Oh, my God, look at this. I went 9-1 and one for the second straight week. Adam Regan, I am on fire, and I don't mind saying it. I've been trying to fake like I'm humble, but I'm not. I'm the best game predictor that's ever been born in Southwest Florida. The past four weeks, I've correctly predicted 36 of 40 high school football games. Now, listen, I had a slow start. I started 3-7. and seven. As I said, I will not be that bad again, and I have made up for it in spades. I picked up a game on you. I believe I am six games ahead on the season. Is that this right? is getting to be an insurmountable lead already <laughs> in the season. I don't know what else I can do. I've been consistent at six and four for a couple of weeks, and then I go eight and two, and then I, I I'm behind. Listen, you got to trust the process. It's not about results. It's about the process. It is it's about, about results. We're it's about putting we're, the work we're in. We're keeping records. I'm trying to give you my best coaches speak. All right. All right. Let's get into it. Ten games we're predicting. First one. District game. Yep. Gulf Coast at Riverdale. Go. Well, you and I are both big on Riverdale. And actually, I think Gulf Coast showed me some things last week, putting up 50 points. Uh, but it's Riverdale, and it's Riverdale's at home, and they're going to win pretty easily. Agree. Next game, Lehigh at Fort Myers. And I will say this before you pick Lehigh. Yeah. Which I hope you kind of pick Lehigh. Lehigh has, has never beaten Fort Myers. Never. They're 0-17 okay. against the Green Wave at Edison Stadium. Who you got? 
Well, a wise man once told me that a wise man once said, don't pick against Fort Myers at home. That was you last week on the podcast referring <laughs> to David Dorsey. How did that, how did that work out, though, for them? <laughs> it, worked, it worked poorly because they did lose at home last week. But I'll take them again. I'll take the green wave. I, I will say this about Fort Myers at home. Really, the only team that has their number at home is Charlotte. And I think Naples beat them at home a couple of years ago. But, yeah, you're not going to beat Fort Myers at home, even if you're undefeated Lehigh. I got Fort Myers. Interesting game this week in Class 6A, District 10, Port Charlotte at North Fort Myers. You know, I like North Fort Myers. We both do. Um, but I'm going to give you a window here, unless I'm, I'm reading you wrong, because I, I kind of like Port Charlotte. Um, I think they're a pretty well-rounded team. A um, little angry coming off a loss. Ooh, I'll take Port Charlotte on the road. I really like what uh, Coach Jordan Ingman's done up at Port Charlotte. He's got them, you know, contending every single year. I'm pretty sure they haven't won any less than six games in his time there. That being said, though, I'm going to go North Fort Myers. I think that they've got the guys up front to match Port Charlotte guys up front. And I think Shamari Mason's going to have a huge, huge game in this one. I've got the Red Knights at home. Cypress Lake at Amaka. We talked a little bit about it in the, mm-hmm. in the first segment. Is Cypress Lake for real? Man, you know, I bounce back and forth uh, with this one. I think Cypress Lake has a lot of talent. I think Amakali does too. But as we said, Amakali just doesn't have much this year as far as depth. Um, but they got to win sometime. You know, Amakali's not going to go 0-10. I do like Cypress Lake. I do think they're talented. But I think i got to take the Indians at home. I will take the Indians at home as well. I don't think the depth issues are going to come into play really in this particular game. But, yeah, I believe in R.J. Rosales. I believe that them seeing that they're seventh in the playoff standings might, you know, have them circle the wagons a little bit saying, hey, this season is not over. We don't have to win a district championship. But it would be good if they won the rest of their games, which might put them in the district championship race. So, Immokalee, tough one here. Yeah. Baron Collier at Golden Gate. You know, I – I honestly, no offense to Golden Gate, you know I love the Titans. I've been talking about them all year, but I don't think it's that tough for me. Baron Cars look so good. They're putting up 400 yards, 40-something points a game. They can pass, they can throw. Um, Golden Gate's still not 100% healthy, even if they have Ryan Magel back. Uh, who knows what condition he'll be in. i got to take the Cougars on the road. I'm buying into them. I am buying into them as well. It's just Mark Jackson, I mean, it took him a little bit to put his system into place, I think. But, man, I – you just don't know what they're going to do. Right. They they can beat you a number of different ways on offense. And let's say uh, Go- Mark Jackson got a start in Southwest Florida at Golden Gate under Mike DeGrigley. So that's that's a fairly interesting little subplot. Did you just think of that? Did that, I did that just, just think come of that to you right, right now? now? Yep. <laughs> All right. So then uh, Dunbar at Laley. I think we're both going to go same way on this one. Yeah, Dunbar. Laley, uh, they're, they're struggling, and they don't have too many weapons right now. They have one really good one in Henderson, Francois, but Dunbar is more talented. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Dunbar too. I think they're gonna be the favorite right now to win that district championship. I, I yeah, we didn't talk about Dunbar in the playoffs innings. They're way down there. They are. Yeah, what, what are they 16th or something like that. Even though they beat Amakley and Amakley's at number seven, it's crazy. Yeah, who knows? They might jump right into the top eight. Who who knows with the playoff standings? Naples at Palmetto Ridge. Palmetto Ridge never beaten Naples. 
not going to happen this year. Um, they're still just young. Um, we don't really know what they have on offense. Their defense is okay, but Naples um, looked really get into a groove last week and a win against Immokalee. Ches Malusi, let me throw him out there. He's rushed for 800 yards in four games. So uh, he's doing some work, and he's going to do it not, again this Friday. And he's not playing Every single minute of every no, he game. averages twelve yards a carry, so he doesn't need that many no, carries. Well, carry the ball like sixty and Bill, times. Bill's pulling him. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, they're not he, they're not looking to pad his stats. So if he posts a two thousand yard season this year, that's gonna be really special because he right won't have the carries to to justify a two thousand right. yard season. So an interesting one. Wait, who Hendry- are you taking? I, I assume you're taking Palmetto Ridge. Is that what you're saying? Naples. Okay. Naples. I, I I got so distracted about talking about Chesma Lucy. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Chesma Lucy, but I, I wax poetic about him. Next game, St. John Newman at LaBelle. LaBelle a little salty after that Bishop Faroe loss. Uh, they are no longer undefeated, and St. John Newman undefeated. Yeah, and you guys know I like St. John Newman. I like the coach. I like Jensen Jones. Um, but it's tough. LaBelle is good. Um, last week, St. John Newman beat a four A team. San John Newman is a 2A team. However, LaBelle's a, a good 4A team. They're not, like, average. Um, and, yeah, they're going to be mad after losing at home last week in a rivalry game. I think it's going to be a really good game, really interesting game, but I will take LaBelle. I'm going to take LaBelle, too. Something you said about uh, Jensen Jones and him moving to quarterback kind of makes them one-dimensional. Yeah. I'm just not – one-dimensional teams, I just – it's tough for them to win, and it's at LaBelle – they're salty, yeah, definitely. Well, especially yeah. against a bigger team like LaBelle, who has bigger players and more of them. It's going to be easier to slow down, Jason yeah. Jones. Give me, give me the Cowboys at the ranch. Next one might be a little deceiving when we yeah. when we read it out there. You've got the IMG White team at Bishop Faroe. Let me say this beforehand. The IMG White team is not the number IMG. one ra- not, not the number one ranked team in the country. That's the IMG blue team, I, I think believe. they're just called IMG. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, IMG White plays a Florida schedule. They do not play a national schedule. So it may not be as much of a mismatch as people would think hearing the IMG name. Bishop Faroe gets a big win against LaBelle last week. Terry Lindsay runs for 100 mm-hmm. yards. J.J. Mira, 100 yards. Who you got in this one? Yeah, I like Bishop Barreau. As you said, IMG is a big sports academy in Bradenton. Um, however, they have like three different football teams, just – they have three different basketball teams. So, yeah, Vero, they've impressed me a couple wins in a row now, and they're moving the ball well, and IMG White is not great. It's one of their lesser teams. I'll take the Vikings. Well, if Bishop Vero wins this win, which I think they will, they'll say, we got a win over IMG Academy. <laughs> great recruiting pitch. Clouston at Mariner will be our last game that we're picking. What do you think? Well, Mariner put up 43 points last week. And lost. That can't make them happy. You know, uh, Rashawn Hunter moved the ball really well. Coach Marcus Jackson had good things to say about them after uh, Baron Collier beat them 58-43. to Clouston's actually 1-0 in this district because they have a win over Laley. Mariners 0-1, I believe. Is that correct? They lost to Cypress Lake. In the right? district, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, another tough district game. I think they're fired up to get that win and even up their uh, district standings. I'm going to take Mariner. Yeah, I'd really, really love to go against you. I mean, Clouston – I think very highly of that program. It's just they are struggling this year. And Mariner, they've been getting some great games from running back Cade Reynolds. We talk a lot about Rashawn Hunter on this show and how impressive he's been. Cade Reynolds has been excellent. I mean, when you got guys keying on Rashawn Hunter, he's taking full advantage of mm-hmm. that, man. He's having a great season. I think Mariner wins this one by a couple touchdowns. 
Well, listen, Adam. If you're looking to make up games, you got you got to come in with a different strategy next week. Because by my count, we just picked nine of the same games, nine of the ten. So if you're lucky, you will make up one game this week. And you know what? You only got five more weeks to catch up. I guess six or seven if you count the playoffs. I feel like these games were a little bit easier to right. pick than the past two weeks where we had some coin flip yeah. games. You know, Fort Myers kind of let me down last week. I thought I was going to gain a game there. But I, I did pick Lehigh on the road at Lakewood, right? Uh, I believe you did because I picked Lakewood. Yeah, so. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of Inside Southwest Florida Football with me, Adam Regan of the News Press, and Naples Daily News' Adam Fisher. We're looking forward to the games this week. And don't forget to go to naplesnews.com and news-press.com for all analysis, highlights. We'll get you ready with some previews. And we also want to give a special thank you to our producer, Amanda Inscore, who's uh, filling in and doing a great job this week. We appreciate it, Amanda. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Remember, the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast will be available for download every Thursday at noon to get you ready for the coming week's games.